The Healing the City podcast is a ministry of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. If you enjoy the Healing the City podcast and wish to support it financially, you can go to villagersonline.com, click the We Give tab, and follow the instructions. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. Hi there. Welcome to Healing the City podcast with Eric Seepin and Sue Seepin. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Seepin. Uh, do you want to start that over again? No, I just want you to talk in the mic a little better. Oh, okay. There you go. You hate to talk into the mic. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Healing the City podcast with Eric and Sue Seepin. Today, we're going to be talking about soul care. And spiritual direction. And spiritual direction. And so, I'm just going to go ahead and kick it off with a question to my dear husband. Now you're trying to sound like NPR. I am? No. It might be the boba. It's the boba. My lips are frozen. (laughs) (laughs) This... Healing the City broadcast has been brought to you by <laughs> Frozen Lips Sue and Boba from Miss Saigon. Very tasty. Mm. So, tell us, what is spiritual direction? Oh, goodness. <laughs> That's a tough one, honey. So, spiritual direction has a lot of different uh, definitions out there in the world. So, I'm just going to give you uh, the spiritual direction definition for the village because there's different approaches within catholicism and different spaces of the protestant world as to what spiritual direction is but we kind of tie it together with what we call soul care and spiritual direction and really the idea is simply that one individual is extending care for the other person and helping direct them towards Jesus wherever they are, whatever spot they're in at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that can take different forms. Um, Some of that can be just giving a person the opportunity to speak and listen to them because that's not something that people get very often is just to talk and hear their own thoughts being spoken out loud. Yeah. And then maybe asking some good reflective questions um spiritual direction also might look like asking a person harder questions about places that they're struggling with in their life um and getting them to maybe push a little deeper uh, into what god is calling them to spiritual direction can just be a person coming to a pastor or a director with a question that they want to ponder. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of different ways to approach it. Um, but I think the thing that I believe in and I think what we've been offering recently mm-hmm. is just to where a person is at the moment or a couple is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Hearing that and beginning to help them reflect on what God might be doing in the moment. So, 
when those two terms, spiritual direction and soul care, sound like disembodied realities in some way because they refer to the soul or the spirit. And I'm curious how that overlaps with other parts of life. Are there any logistical overlaps or emotional, psychological, physical, biosocial overlaps in spiritual <laughs> direction? <laughs> You're making horrified faces while I talk. He just started adding all of these <laughs> highly qualified questions where I'm like, oh, well, that's, a, uh, that's a serious answer to kind of work out on the fly. Um, so let me kind of just help maybe you can help me dismantle a little bit what you're saying so soul care and spiritual direction seem like just disembodied words one is a spirit spiritual directing mm-hmm. one is a soul soul care um really i think people are always just trying to label what caring for a human being is and a lot of times soul represents maybe the internal workings of a person um, I tend to think of, when I think of soul, I think of mind, and I think of heart, and I think of body. Like, I think of everything that makes you up. Some would say, they would argue that mo- that the soul is just the special spiritual part of your of you mm-hmm. that's going to last into eternity um, and be part of your resurrected body. But for me, soul care is just caring for the person holistically in all the parts of their life. So that you can go back to many of our podcasts that talks about people's environment, people's emotions, people's physical health, people's, um, you know, spiritual health in the sense of their actual tangible relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So I think when I think of spiritual direction, I'm thinking more about someone's tangible relationship with God. What are some touch points where they feel connected to God or where they might feel far away from God or they're trying to work out how to relate to God. Um, so it's, I would say spiritual direction is a little bit more specific in a relational way with God. Like you're directing someone in the direction of, of Jesus. Okay. Would be, um, so maybe it's a little bit more intentional, a little less broad. This is all in the school of Eric. It's not in the school of anyone else in the sense of this is just how I understand it and how I work with it. And in that framework, thinking about spiritual direction, where a person is in the moment, what gives you a sense of movement in that space? How do you know where you're starting and where you're going? Well... I think a lot of spiritual direction, um, you can only be effective in someone else's life um, in in introducing them and directing them towards Jesus to the level that you're familiar with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't really tell people about you unless I really know you. I'm limited by what I know and what I've experienced. So uh, a lot of spiritual direction and soul care has to do with your, the the directors, the pastors, the other whoever's offering it, their mm-hmm. relationship with God. And, and for us, for me, I believe that that's the call of the follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
is both to be a receiver of care and direction and to be a giver of care and direction. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're about. There's this dance and rhythm with one another. And some of us have given different gifts to be able to to help in that process or teach in that process. Or, But we all have been gifted to give that and I think anyway. So do you have any practical thoughts on how other people might step into this? You mean if they want to offer spiritual direction or they want to be directed spiritually? If they want to offer spiritual direction or extend soul care to another person, what would that look like? Well, like I said at the beginning, you know, what's kind of fascinating to me is that, and this, this isn't, I would include myself in this, and I talk about this all the time. It's just how poor listeners we are. Mm-hmm. We really are bad listeners. Um, people just don't get the chance to be listened to. And you can be, you can offer great spiritual direction by just listening. Because what you do is you become Jesus to someone. A good listener is embodying Jesus. Because mm-hmm. Jesus appreciates, enjoys, and loves to listen to his people. And um, and so when you do that, you're just imitating him, and that creates a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Uh, I think listening and the Spirit of God are connected. So, um, because if you're a good listener, then you probably listen pretty well to Jesus, to the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think practicing listening to people is one of the things. I think another thing is actually practicing listening to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but to listen to the Holy Spirit, you have to be familiar with the Spirit's words, which means that you have to, I wouldn't say you have to memorize a lot of Scripture, because I think if you can embody Scripture, meaning you read it all the time, you think about it, you you talk about what you've read and way, and how it seems to be engaging your heart and soul, like, like it, it's the driving kind of force in your life and you understand the world based on it Mm -hmm. then you're going to be really good at hearing the spirit of god because as you're listening to someone you're going to be also hearing whatever it was you read yesterday or whatever it was you were praying about the day you know that morning like Mm -hmm. these things are going to kind of be present all the time and the spirit will bring them up um and and then you can offer those once you've listened for a long time or you can use those things to ask good questions. So instead of telling someone, hey, this is what I think God has to say to you, just being able to say, well, it sounds like this is you know, a place where you're really afraid. What do you think it would look like for? And then you can sort of offer them a place to react to and to engage with and in context to scripture, you know? Yeah. So, so far we've been talking about soul care in the... And spiritual direction. We're interchanging them. In an individual kind of one-on-one setting. Sure. But um, how would you say this looks in a small group kind of setting or in a larger community setting? Well, I mean... I think when you have a community committed to that, what happens is you are able to put down a lot of your your contempt or the way people irritate you or um, it changes the filter with which you look pe- at people 
Um, I think that's the big part of it is if you're going in to any kind of setting, both faith-based setting, meaning one where you're, you're centered around Jesus or a setting where you're not, like if you're going in saying, my whole intention here is to point people towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the way I'm going to start by doing that is by listening. You, the filter changes, you begin to understand people's stories you see why they're angry. You see what kinds of things happened there. And, and you don't feel the need to fix it. Mm-hmm. I think we feel a need to like get people to understand us. But if you come in with that and understand that you're rooted in, in Jesus and that he listens to you, I think it's a big part of being able to be a good listener is to know that you're listened to by Jesus. Like to have a mm. good grasp on that. Um, because then you're confident that Jesus is listening to them mm-hmm. and that he's listening to the conversation you're having. Uh, and he's engaged in it. So I, I think that's like you, you enter conversation and life with the expectation that something good will happen or at least that God will show up. And if God shows up, something good will always happen regardless of how uncomfortable or frustrating it is or if it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. Two words that come to mind as you talk are hope and encouragement. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, at the village we talk about over and over again, and people who aren't at the village don't really know this, but, you know, Hebrews 10, 24, which let us consider one another, let us consider how we might spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Like, all the intention built in that of how you and I might um, irritate or spur. It's like let's consider how we might spur one another on towards loving goodies. That spurring is a is an intentional prodding. But you can't prod somebody if you don't listen, right? And it's being a good doctor. It's looking at the wound, listening to how it hurts, poking it a little bit with your questions. Like, does that hurt? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. We're gonna need to get in there and push some of this pus out of it. <laughs> You know, like there's some of that there, but you're going in with that sense that what's beautiful about it is even when you're a pastor, if you can go into a community like that where you know that you don't have to be the doctor all the time, that's that's cool, mm-hmm. right? And then sometimes you're the person who's just being directed to Jesus and cared for, and that's important. Yeah. And in my experience, uh of being here at the village, there's systematic ways where this happens. Uh, There are places to seek it out, but then there's also just a really fluid, organic reality that it will pop up anytime. Like there's any conversation where I might walk away uh, feeling heard and encouraged and pointed towards Jesus uh, or may have the opportunity to offer that to somebody else. Yes. Yeah, it becomes very, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't have to be in a setting. Mm-hmm. It really embodies, though, where two or three are gathered. There I am, that idea of it. Yeah. So you and I have been, I don't know, I guess I came back from Larry Crabb's spiritual direction uh, course. Um, and 
you know, I've been doing this for a long time and, and you and I have done a little bit of it more of late together. And I was just, mm-hmm. it struck me how effective we are together and how you and your gifting were able to help push past some places that maybe I got in the way with my own sin or got in the way with uh, just not knowing what to say all the time or, or not, you know, and so your gifting just worked really well. And um, we, so I thought, well, man, we should, we should offer this to people. And I've been thinking about this for a very long time, like years of, could I put a schedule together? How would that schedule work where people could just sign up for um, hanging out with us? And so that's kind of what we've been talking about is what you and I've started to offer people at the village. And we've had, we've done two, one. Just one. <laughs> we've done one now. Yeah, in that, doing, con- in that context. We're we've doing done one. one tonight, and then mm-hmm. we have two more people signed up. And so it's just every other week mm-hmm. that you and I have been doing it. And uh, kind of excited because actually people that I haven't always had an opportunity to spend time with have signed up to do that. So it's going to be really fun. Yeah, it's been so- fun so far, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Unfolding this year. Yeah. See what the Holy Spirit is doing yeah. in people's lives. And connect with them. I'm very excited. Well, that's our short little podcast to let you know. So we'd encourage you, go on Villagers Online and our upcoming events. And you can start signing up. I noticed that April 6th, which if you listen to this after April 6th, sorry, but is open. And then times in May and June and July, you can sign up. Yeah, so you kind of have to scroll down through the upcoming events. Mm -hmm. And when you find... One of these in the stack, click the RSVP button. That's how you sign up. Yep. That's the way you do it. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. That's fun. You've been listening to Healing the City podcast with Susan Seepin and Eric Seepin. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.